Hey, hello friends, and welcome to this message which is specially handpicked to minister to you and to bless you. I am Pastor Lincoln Seranga, Senior Pastor here at Liberty Christian Fellowship in London. My passion is the pursuit of 100% answered prayer. If that sounds like a good subject to you, why don't you follow me at lincolnseranga.com and also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media where you will be able to find other messages as well as find access to short courses, coaching opportunities and more. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today I'm speaking under the subject from death to resurrection life. From death to resurrection life. Allow me to converse with you, and I know time is flying. Say some things. This year, as we journey towards Nioth, it's completely different from any other year. Last year we could not hold Nioth because of the um, lockdown challenges. And we have been through, the earth generally has been baptized into a dark season over the last two years of, of illness, near-death scenarios, deaths, burials, grievings. Hmm? We've gone through a lot of stuff. And uh, who said, was it Elisha when uh, the widow's daughter died, uh, son died? And he said, the Lord has hid this from me. You know, I didn't see this coming. Uh, God is not hurriedly revealing the way forward. <laughs> he is not. And no prophet is defining for us any timetables. Prophets tried. They said, oh, by, what did they, by Passover, they had said, <laughs> by Passover 2020, was it? Now we are in 2021. We passed the second Passover. Now we are heading for the third. So it's like, my God, what's going on? We need to understand we do not know fully where we're going. What we know, there is a God in heaven with whom all things are possible. And now more than ever, the church needs to move from alphabetic rehearsal, A, B, C, D, and nursery rhymes. We need to upgrade from nursery rhymes to these levels of spirituality that release the grace of God at a completely different temperature. By the way, in my dream, my leg was completely black and the water was completely white. Check that contrast out. There are things God wants to do which are completely opposite from my experiences. Completely opposite. That's the point. Uh, 
So, we have been hit and faced with and baptized through incredible levels of suffering as the says the epidemic is yet again the epicenter has moved back to Europe and Romanians are dying like flies and Russians are again going through issues I mean as if one of my greatest stresses is traveling I love going abroad but I hate the process of just security when take off your shoes take off your belt take off your watch take I thought there was enough suffering there and then COVID came and added to the protocol. It starts now in your home <laughs> with tests and certificates. <laughs> and those that uh, Pastor Derek finished laying his father to rest, but he was telling me, Pastor, you get to Entebbe Airport and the airport was completely jam-packed. Four hours of waiting. As people sit there and they are tested, lateral test, and you wait for the results. He said, even how it's done is wrong. <laughs> and they do it wrong, but you have to sit and wait for the results. Yeah, so allow me not to over, over delve into that. But you see, I, I was saying, Lord, what do I share with the church today? We need to understand we are at a totally different place of history. Yesterday we had an amazing party here. Beautiful time just sharing, dancing, dances, and, and hearing testimonies. And uh, thanking God for the miracle of life. And uh, of course celebrating Pastor Bernard's healing. Uh, you guys had the testimony that he could not breathe. And Jesus is in you, but you can't breathe. And he's with you, and you cannot breathe. And you pray all day, and you cannot breathe. I went through it for three weeks. I was saying, Lord, thank you for lungs. I could feel my lung. I could feel my bronchial track. And it's, you know, it splits both ways. I had fellowship with it in deep ways because I could feel it heaving and hurting in ways I can't explain. And it makes you respect life and God, but it also brings you face to face with your mortality. With your mortality. For the first time, I had thoughts of death cross my head. I thought, my God, this is how people die? Thank God my breathing never went even to a, 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 a bad level. Like Pastor Sabrano said, he just could not breathe. He told the Lord, take me away. I'm tired. I just can't do this. And then a voice told him, don't you know, Bernard, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A voice spoke to him. Ah, friends, there are people who say in church we waste time. <laughs> what do you do, my friend, when you, you are in a scenario and doctors cannot help you? And you need heaven to intervene. So uh, a voice told him, don't you know, Bernard, that whoever believes in the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. A voice is telling me, put your foot in the river. What voice speaks to you? Do you have access to supernatural help when you need it? This is what we need to discuss. And so, he called out Jesus. He said, let me call upon the name. He called Jesus and pop, his lungs popped open and he could breathe. Name above all names. Hmm? My God. And so, this morning, we had news. I'm, I told you I'm going to be jumping. <laughs> but I want you to understand where we are. This morning, I had, we, we had news that one of Grace's cousins, a good friend of mine, she's here in London. She's uh, someone I spoke to not too long ago is currently in an induced coma. COVID-19. Born again, child of God. And she had gone through most of the... I don't remember that she had got any, any, any issue. I'm sure she's vaccinated. I don't know. But she's an induced coma because her, she just was not coping. Her breathing was, was not coping. And I'm standing in the gap for her. And I know where I stand now. And I'm, I'm testing out certain things that I've learned through the things we've gone through. I'm just showing you the context of our scenario now. In complete contrast, yesterday at the wedding, <laughs> a wedding, at the birthday, <laughs> we were privileged to, to, to have a fun speech by uh, Pastor Hakim Samakula. Abdul Hakim Samakula. That man, um, that's by the way, Pastor Fiona's dad. He is just an incredible orator. He is, an inc I told him, when he was going, I told him, go for it. Don't hold back. Just be Hakim. Abdullah, just be yours. And he gave us a roller coaster uh, ride of laughter and, and, and fun. But you see, suddenly he spoke and said, I am 70. One years old. I almost fell off my chair because I, I thought he was still in his 60s. And this is a man who looks youthful. You know, he, you think he's in, I mean, from a quick guess, from a distance, you could say, hmm, 50s. The guy is 71. <laughs> I thought, What? 71 years old. And uh, I told him, what are you doing <laughs> to, to keep so young and, and look so good? And he dresses 25. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he had a t-shirt on with a, I don't know what was it. Was it Moschini or Amani or something in there? <laughs> and a blazer on top and skinny trousers. You know? And then he gels his hair down. Come on! <laughs> I just love him, love him, love him. <laughs> uh, you see, today I want to talk about death and resurrection. Because towards the end of the event, Pastor Reuben and Joyas arrived. And when they walked in, I was just glad to see them because, you see, Pastor Ruben has been on a sick bed for four weeks. Four weeks. 
And he told me, I spoke to him yesterday before meeting him here. He said, Pastor, I stared death in the face. <laughs> and he said, all the tests were negative for COVID. Negative. But my body was falling apart. And doctor said, it's just a, a flu. Wait, drink. <laughs> hmm? Cough, cough it out. Steam. Week one. Week two. Week three. So, all around there are stories of near death and deliverance through death. Huh? All around. We are like the, the resurrected people. We, we are walking the earth, but we are not the same people who came into 2020. All of us have looked the lion in the mouth. Not all of us. <laughs> Many of us have. We are not the same people. And just when you think it's, it's ending, now they are saying, you need a third dose, another boost. <laughs> Where's Kabaka? Where's Israel? He's jumped out for a second. Israel almost died. You talk to him, he told you, Pastor, I almost died. He could not breathe. <laughs> Victor was one of the first fruits of this house. He hasn't told you his testimony. You, you, haven't, you haven't stirred him up enough to tell you what he went through. But he was, he was when I had Victor is in hospital, I thought, what are we going to do? Hmm? And he tell you, he will tell you stories. Thank God that his wife is medical and and and, and guys could 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 know what to do. Apollo. Me, I, I thought Apollo, when I look at Apollo, I think everything you throw at him bounces off him like ping like that. Even viruses, ping. That man is like a, a what? A tank, a military tank. When I heard Apollo was down, because COVID came to LCF. Yeah, it came here and, and ran through. He did, a, he did a run through and the Lord delivered us. Lord delivered us. But you see, we, we quoted Psalm 91. He that abides in the shadow of the most high. Say of the Lord. You know? And, and, and it says, you know, it shall not come near thee. We claimed it and we, we claimed it and we claimed it. And we, we wanted COVID to stay out there. Then it came in. When it came in, we changed the verses. <laughs> we changed the verses. <laughs> we said, he shall keep you on the bed of illness and raise you. <laughs> Yeah, the Bible provides for all things. You need to know when to change from gear three to... <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. So, Pastor Ruben walked in and we talked. And, and all of us are in this world of my God. 
we have been through it. We have seen it. Our world has changed. We are as men who have been raised from the dead. And it's out there. There is now a, a level, a, a, a tribe of flu, which they, called, which they call not COVID. Just to try and explain how bad it is. <laughs> Just call it no COVID, not COVID. Because Pastor Ruben told me I lost taste, I lost smell, I had fever, everything was there, but the test saying negative. It's like the flu virus decided I was off for too long in 2020. <laughs> so I have to have my go as well. Yeah? So where is God in the midst of it? What's going on? So we, we have been in, immersed in a fairly dark season. And the Lord is with us in it. And um, personally, I began, as I told you, to seriously meditate on my unwellness, on my own mortality, is what I meant to say. And then I, um, I have had several encounters with God. One of them is that, dip your foot in the river. The other was when Linda passed away. Linda was a neighbor of us, of us not far from us in Annerley. And we, we enjoyed our food, we enjoyed our friendship. When Linda passed, it was a numbing experience. It was a difficult experience. And I remember collapsing on my bed. I told you the story. And for the first time, I said to Lord, I mean, Linda was one year older than me. And I said, Lord, what about me? I, I had to, you know, when you're in a grieving scenario, but you, you move to another level and say, okay, Linda has passed. What about me, Lord? And I lay on my bed, and the Lord has spoke to me. I wish it was that clear every time. And he said to me, would you live for me another 40 years? It was a question. Would you live? And I, did, I thought, my God, God has spoken to me so clearly. And I did quick mathematics. I'm 58 plus 40, 98. I said, my God... God is giving me an offer to live 98 years. An offer. <laughs> Would you live for me 40 years? And I thought, I'm asking, is he giving me a, is he, is he declaring it? No, it was a question. And I could feel straight away, those of you who understand Revelation, God speaks, and after his voice, there are reverberations of Revelation that spin off it. And you can run on that for months. <laughs> and as he spoke, I took my pen and I began to write in the momentum of that revelation. And I knew that God was saying, if you want to live 40 years, it's on the table for you. But as I wrote, I knew he was saying, you have to work with me. I cannot impose it on you. And I knew it represented an upgrade. I cannot say I am entitled to 40 years of life. God has put it on the table. But I knew it included sleeping right, eating right, walking right, 
committing to the mission of God. Would you live for me? It was for him that if I do that alignment, there's 40, day, 40 years on the table extra. Ask your neighbor for me. Would you live for the Lord 40 years? Would you live? Starting today. Would you live for him? <laughs> I am just talking today. What does that look like? One of the worst people to discuss with concerning your death is Pastor Grace. Because <laughs> I try to interest her concerning this matter. She says, ah, me when I go, I go. <laughs> if my work is done, I, I'm thinking, come on, slow down. <laughs> I want to interest you on the subject. For her to live is Christ and to die is gain. She has no interest in overextended life where you are, you are saying, where are my teeth? <laughs> and, and you begin to accuse each other. You are wearing my teeth by me. Did you take my teeth? Ah, <laughs> 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 huh? You don't want either. Pastor Pamela does not want to look for her teeth. <laughs> so, now, so, God has offered me 40 years. But then I get other prophetic people, two of them distinctly, not members of LCF, saying, Pastor, I dreamt that you died. Huh? One of them called me from abroad. He told me, Pastor, me when I dream, I have dreamt. Lord, why is this brother dreaming? <laughs> but in the last three years, there have been several different weird things that point to demise. And uh, so I went to my wife, I said, ah, more recently, another one said, Pastor, I dreamt that you went. And I said, Lord. My wife said, of course. Me, I don't care. If we go, we go. <laughs> and I said, okay, this one is not what I wanted. <laughs> but listen to me now. Make it, make it serious. I went before the Lord and he said these words to me. He said to me, and I can tell you he said to me, because you see, hearers, <laughs> Walkers with God who learn to hear, hear the faintest whisper. There are times when God speaks audibly, clearly, like when, it, when a voice told me, put your foot in the river, and then there are whispers, which come as teaching and revelation. Suddenly God spoke to my hand and said, there are three points of exit for a person. Three points of exit. Are you there? Number one is what is called the premature exit. Premature exits 
is when you pass before your time. Premature. You go before your time. It's dying before your time. It is dying outside of God's timetable for you. And God is saying that exit is there. Like when you're driving on a motorway and they say, A212, exit left. And you say, no, that's not my exit. And you drive past and keep driving. Then you find another one. Exit. A416. So I had this picture as he was speaking to me. There are three exits of your timeline into eternity. The first one is premature. And God was telling me, many believers take the first exit. They die before their time. It's dying outside of God's perfect will. It's dying before fulfilling the purpose of God in your generation. What verses? Acts 13. If, if, if we can have it projection. Acts 13 and verse 36. Did I give that to you? I get a sense I may not have. The Bible says, Acts 13 and verse 36. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. What version is this? And you find NKJV as well. Is that NKJV? Yeah? For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. Do you have another one? Try, let's try another verse. So David, the king, served his generation by the will of God. And then he fell asleep. He had slayed Goliath. Started a movement in Israel of, of creating mighty men. Fighting battles for Israel. Securing the boundaries of Israel. Hmm? <laughs> Look at this version. This cannot be a reference to David. For after he passionately served God's desires. For his generation he died. Yeah, he set his mark upon the earth. At the point of his death, he was having temperature, body temperature control problems. They had to find a young girl to use as a hot water bottle. I guess the technology wasn't <laughs> in place to warm the man's bones up. But he has served the will of God in his generation. And then he rested and passed the baton. Do you know how old David was when he died? I was surprised to find. David was 70 years old. He died at age 70. But his work was done. His work was done. So, let's spark David. But I want you to understand there is a premature exit. Number two is what I would call a mature exit. Mature exit, Psalm 90 and verse 10. And this connects back to, to the age that David died. The days of our lives are 70 years. 
and by reason of strength, they are 80. Yeah? <laughs> by reason of strength, they are 80. So, typically, there is a, a natural peak 70-80 years. When I normally ask how old were they, they say 70. I say, oh, okay. All right. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, typically, you remember Smith Wigglesworth, that great re British revivalist? If he heard of a funeral and the person was not 70 years old, he would go raise him up. <laughs> he said, what is he doing? Dying. So the Bible speaks of age 70, by reason of strength, 80. So David weirdly, strangely, dies at 70. He could have pushed into 80. And so Solomon takes over. Uh, there were issues with David. He fought so many battles and God forbid him from building the temple because he had, he had used him to, slow, to slay people. And he wasn't going to use him to build. So that's one of the reasons his, his reign was cut off and he probably goes earlier than he should, but he had done his part and played his, his role. I'm going somewhere with this. And so, the mature exit is an acceptable exit. It's acceptable. It is not perfect. It is not the highest possible exit, but it's okay. It is natural, but there's nothing special about it. And so we go to the third one, what I call the extended exit. Extended exit. And all this stuff came to me suddenly right there. And you know, you need to be careful how you handle dreams. When people dream about you, don't stamp it and file it. <laughs> Some of you over stamp and file dreams. You need to process them through the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, stand. You need to take it back to the source of understanding and wisdom. And say, hey, hey, because in some, someone, I dreamt it two times, therefore it is established. My friend, it is not enough that you dreamt it twice and it's established. I need to turn to the wall like King Hezekiah and do some negotiations with God. And I'm going there. So extended exits are when God grants you extra time. Because you renew your tenure to serve him in your generation. Yeah. So, to me, the extended exit is the perfect will of God. This one is too natural, where you need hot water bottles and sustenance. And, I mean, you are 70 years old. What are you doing failing to regulate your body temperature? We had a 71-year-old man here. Does he need a hot water bottle? Come on, David. What's going on? Are you with me, friends? <laughs> Come on, lift up your hand and say, I want to, I want to live the full life. Yeah? <laughs> How many want the full thing? The full package? So, let me show you. So, the Bible says something. Let me show you some verses concerning the extended exit. Number one, Genesis 25 and verse 8. Projection, if you are quickly with me. Let's do this quickly. So, Abraham breathed his last and died in a good 
old age. An old man and full of what? Years. <laughs> full of years. <laughs> you know how old he was? 175 years old. When did he father? When did, when did he father? <laughs> Isaac. When did he father Isaac? At 100, the guy is still procreating. Hmm? He's still procreating. He's having babies. And they don't come out with genetic problems. Are you, to, are you hearing me, God's people? We can step into realms of extended grace where biology stops controlling you. You don't need a hot water bottle. You don't need teeth, grass, <laughs> grafted into you. These things are possible. Full of years. Full of years. Psalm 91 verse 16 Bible says, I will satisfy you with long life and I will show you my salvation. You know when you eat and you feel I can't have any more and you let out a polite burp and you go <laughs> because the stomach is saying I am done. I can't have any more. Satisfy you with life. I don't want you dying in strength. When you used to do hospital ministry, the nurses would tell us, you guys, some people go fighting. Some people go fighting. Saying, no, no, no. I don't want to exit that way. So, Abraham was 175. Moses was 120. Having sojourned and, and walked and suffered, he started ministry at 80. Huh? He dies at 120 and the Bible says his vision was perfect. Huh? He wasn't looking for his teeth around the desert. Joshua and Caleb died at 110. At 80. <laughs> huh? Caleb was saying, I am as strong as I was at 30. Both to go in and to come back. <laughs> Give me this mountain. Let me tell you, Liberty. You see, God spoke to us about a young generation needing to arise at LCF. And we fought so hard for that generation. And at the moment, they have been scattered and scattering. Thank God for remnant men, young men who are fighting for LCF. And have served us beyond uh, those common exits. Eh? My God, we celebrate the, 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 the young men and women who have lifted us and carried the ministry of this church beyond difficulties. But we, we, are just, we, we just do our part and leave the rest to God. Uh, you need to know, and as you have observed, a lot of them have scattered out of LCF. 
not for a lack of trying. And you see, I, I, I just thought, Lord, what in the world is going on here? You spoke to us about young people, and now we have Generation 3 sprouting. Sprouting of a new generation. You saw them here a few weeks ago leading us. Was it last week? Yes. Come on, there's a new generation coming. But you see, I have told the Lord, I am still as strong as I was when I started this ministry. Anyone joining me? We, we need to pull up our socks while we are waiting for generation three. We need to reinvigorate ourselves one more time and say, Lord, before another generation takes over, there are promises that have not yet been performed. And we are not going to hand over a tired covenant to our children. We need to wake up like never before LCF. I'm talking to generation one across this building. We need to straighten ourselves, stretch ourselves out, and say, Lord, use us one more time. Let your spirit come upon us. We want to, to claim a caliber anointing. We are not tired. Are you tired? Are you tired, Pamela? Are you tired, Pastor Rachel? Pastor Rachel, here, her. I won't tell you her ears. But this woman is a devil kicker. She is a survivor. She's a kickback kid. She's a bounce back kid. She's writing books. She's launching books. <laughs> Only some time ago, doctors told her, you see your age. <laughs> you will not recover from this one. You see your neck, the nerves in your neck now are a certain age. She's back. She's back. <laughs> She's walking in, is it Hyde Park? Which park do you walk and run in? Hmm? Which park do you use for your exercise? Hyde Park. She's in Hyde Park. Rubbing elbows with joggers who are half or quarter her age. <laughs> I am still as strong as I was before. I am able to renovate myself and reactivate and re-energize myself because there's still a mountain which was promised to me and I have not seen it yet. So Lord, strengthen me afresh. So Caleb and Joshua die at 110 and they leave behind them a mass of graves. Their age mates perished in the wilderness. But they bid for extended life. Extended life. How many want to live extended life? I'm not talking wasting our time and polluting our environment. I'm talking about you saying, Lord, I'm not done. There is still things that must be done. <laughs> still so much to do, my friends. So may God sustain us and inoculate us beyond the AstraZeneca and beyond Pfizer. May God inoculate every believer here against these stupid viruses that are rampaging the earth. May he vaccinate you with heaven. And may the kingdom of God flow through your veins and into your bones. May God deliver us in this generation. May we stand. But you see, it, we can't just claim it. Lord, I would love to live longer. Why? I like chocolate. I'm still watching Netflix. That's why you want to stay longer? No way. Because you see, Isaiah 38 and verse 1, a king is about to die. 
Hezekiah. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. There's an exit. I did not research what Hezekiah's age was. If you have Google, Google quickly. At what age was Hezekiah checking out? The, the, the exit is stamped by heaven. You're going. He's dying of a boil. We don't know what was behind the boil. We don't know whether it was a cancerous boil. Something has eaten him up. It is biological. But spirits, uh, the, 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 the spirit of God is endorsing a biological process that is trying to exit this man. Now somebody begins to dream, I dreamt you are dead, and you endorse it. My doctor said, yes, thank you, doctor. Statistics say, thank you, statistics. Go back to that verse. Hezekiah turns his face to the wall. Because something in him saying, Lord, I'm not done. I'm not done. He turned his face to the wall. Because that's what he was facing. There was an obstacle in front of him. Saying, you can't go any further. And he faces it. And he prayed to the Lord. And he says, Lord, remember. Hmm? Go to the next verse. Do you have verse 3? Remember? He says, remember, O Lord, I pray how I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and I've done what is good in your sight. Now, do you think Hezekiah was perfect? There's nothing to claim there he was perfect. He was 39. You hear that? 39 years old. <laughs> Premature exit. But God looked at him and said, Hezekiah is done. He's washed out. What are the things that hasten our exit? What are the things? You, you tell me, shout at me. Give me some answers. What are the things which God sees and says, call that one in? <laughs> they are done. Hmm? Tell me. Give me an exa examples of things. Eating habits. <laughs> yeah, eating habits. Sometimes food kills us. Food. Food can kill you. Bitterness, when you are so angry with the earth and all its, dwell, all its inhabitants, God says, bring him to heaven where they are not difficult people. <laughs> you are angry, you are bitter, you are sad. God says, after all, their name is written in the book of life. <laughs> Next time they get a flu, just bring them home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but you see, when there's no purpose to serve in your generation, what are you doing here? So, a biological process starts, and God says, okay, let it take its course. 
And so God is saying, at what age? 39, God says, you are coming home. Hezekiah says, no, I don't want that. <laughs> hmm? Remember, Lord, how I've walked before you. And he wept, the Bible says. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, go and say to Hezekiah, thus says the Lord God of David, thy father, I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. Extends his life. It's still a bit misery. Because you see, I tell you honestly, Hezekiah had issues. But you see, let's stick to the point. God says, it doesn't stop there. Verse 6, I will deliver you and the city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. It is not just that his life is extended. His mission is extended. In fighting the battles of Israel against Assyria to defend the city. When you get fed up of people, fed up of life, angry with everybody, tired of getting out of your home, tired of serving God, tired of sweeping the church, they all, I hate them all, I hate them all. When? When will, will this team get up? Me, I'm tired of always being the teamwork. You work. Show up at your station. Do your part. Serve the Lord. Give faithfully. Pray. Serve. Do your work. Dream of possibilities. Dream of possibilities. What could God be doing? I want to be part of it. Lord, what are you doing in this season? Graft me in, Lord. Don't allow Satan to shorten your life. Through a lack of purpose. Through a lack of purpose. Because God never extends your life merely as an end in itself. That you may watch more Netflix. He wants you to be grafted into his purpose. And so I'm renewing myself as a pastor before the Lord. Post-COVID. We need to rise up afresh. And this season is the time to say, God of Nioth. God of heaven and earth, strengthen me one more time that I may rise up against the enemies of your purpose. Like Samson did. He strengthened himself. One more time, Lord. Touch me one more time. I've been a stupid boy. I have sold my hair. I have cut covenants with the devil. But this one more time, though I am worse than I, what I could have been, now I can't see. I am blind. But surely there's something you can use a blind man for. Whatever my life is like, Lord, position me so that I may do something in my last quarter of life. Yeah? So, can I, can I quickly try and bring this one in? So, enter Alan Murphy. Alan Murphy, who's coming to preach. Why am I getting him here to preach? He pastors a little church in Kent. There are not many. But I said, Alan told me, Lincoln, I'm turning 66 turning 66. And I believe I will die at 99. So 33 years I started the church. 33 years I've pastored and planted churches. Now as I celebrate my 66th birthday, I'm telling the Lord, give me 33 more. 
And God, give me 33 more years. And God puts in his heart, if I give you 33 years old, more years, you need to step beyond one church. To step beyond one church. You need to look at the globe. Step out wider. Accept more responsibility. So he runs me, Lincoln, can you help me? Facebook, email, well, he does the email, but you know what I mean. He, is, he doesn't understand social media. But he says, God has spoken to me to step out beyond what I do currently. And he said, you are online, you do Kajabi, you do God knows what, can you help me? <laughs> so, and, and God starts his heart, he says, revival. You have to bid for revival in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> so as we speak, Newborn Christian Fellowship is being turned upside down by this man because God has told him, extend your tent. Believe for revival. Pray for revival. Seek revival. Work for revival. And so they have set for them, they set for themselves a 12-month program starting from Pentecost 2021 to Pentecost 2022. May the 5th, 2022, they is, will end their one year of preparation. Yeah, they are a British church, they are an English church, and so they are culturally different from us. Um, we, we thought he would be able to move his congregation here. We don't think they can. They are just too used to polite attendance of church and going home. So he doesn't think he can bring a lot of people. He may bring one or two. But he's saying, Lincoln, we need to push this thing together. He said, I need to work with you, sir. <laughs> God, has, he told, God has told me work with Lincoln Saranga. This boy born down there in, in, in Mengo Hospital. Are you hearing me? So, we cannot bring to God the same offering in these COVID days. We can't. We need to upgrade. We need to take things to a higher level. So, not this weekend, but the weekend after. We gather. I don't care whether it's 12 of us. We will gather on a Friday. We will gather on a Saturday. We will talk revival. We will fall on the ground. We will sing. We will dance. We will shout. And remind ourselves that there is something higher than just coming to church and singing along and you arrive late and you don't know what is going on. No, we, we, we can place ourselves in deeper places and give God more faithfully and pray more passionately because we must serve the purpose of God in our generation. That is what Nioth is about. And that's what everything we are doing is about. I'm closing. Please stand to your feet. So, God told Alan Murphy, this Englishman who has never focused on revival, he told him the time is now. 
And he called me and said, Lincoln, the time is now for revival in the United Kingdom. The time is now for revival in the United Kingdom. Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, my days, revival, revival. Oh, my days, revival. You know, church can become so all over you, you even forget your mission. The mission of this church is to be a spearheading church in what God wants to do to bring awakening in this nation. That's what we are suffering for. And then, a few, a, sorry guys, there's something going on there. A few weeks after that, another person from Kampala, her name is Joyce O'Wall, told me, Pastor Lincoln, God showed me that you were standing somewhere. And you are saying, the place is here. This is the place. And I don't know where I was standing. She said, you were standing at a property. And you are saying, this is the place. And she said, I don't know what the place is. And I'm thinking, what is the place? Is it 9 to 11 Cottage Green? What is it? All I know is when I ask, Lord, God concerning this building, which we don't know what to do with. Because as you know, we have accrued unpaid rents for almost 12 months. Unpaid. <laughs> we look for the landlord. He hides from us. He will not talk to us. You say, what is he thinking? We don't know. <laughs> I just know that when I asked the Lord, I saw him standing at the gate. I saw him standing at the gate there. And I knew in my spirit was saying, from the day you were born, I ordained you to come here. Stop asking stupid questions. God is not a son of man that you should answer to any agenda of man. He doesn't answer to human budgets. He can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line with it. He can take a bankrupt man and make him to multiply millions. And he's saying, just understand I have led you here. So now I'm saying, is that what he's saying? I know, I know he had shown me that. But she said, the girl said, I saw you, pastor, saying, this is the place. This is the place. And then she said, there is a word which was spoken to you prophetically many years ago before you came to London. The time for that word to be fulfilled is now. Now. And I thought, Lord, now. Alan Murphy is saying now. Joyce O'Wall is saying now. Now is the time, friends. Now is the time to shake off tired Christianity. Now is the time to shake off backsliddenness. Now is the time to stir your heart up again. Now is the time for liberty to dream again of thousands, thousands of people from all cultural nationalities worshiping God together side by side, experiencing God vividly and then arising transformed to spearhead revival worldwide. So my friends, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Backsliders, wake up, wake up, wake up. We are going to set new objectives for 2022. We're going to believe for growth. We're going to believe for evangelism. We're going to believe for healing and deliverance. We've got to wake ourselves up as a community. Those that are backslidden need to get up and come out of death. Otherwise, I tell you, friends... There are waves that are trying to terminate us. There are boils growing on Hezekiah's leg. And unless we turn to the face and face the wall, some of us are going to die prematurely. And God is saying, why are you dying? I have 15 more years for you. I have 30 more years for you. I have 40 more years for you. 
Lift up your hands, God's people. I hope my message hasn't been too heavy to you. Lift up your hands. Yes, Lord, come here, Israel. We're going to take an offering. I wish we had time. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say yes to his will. Say yes to extended life. Say yes to greater grace. Say yes, yes to revival. Say yes to awakening. Father, take away the spiritual paralysis that makes us stand at the river of healing and fail to receive it. Take away the spiritual paralysis that makes us stand at the gate of opportunity and we can't reach out and touch it. Heal us and we shall be healed. Deliver us and we shall be delivered. Stir us up and we shall arise and be all that you want us to be. Activate this congregation. Activate this community. Wherever sons and daughters of revival are. Wherever sons and daughters of revival are. Brought into this nation by the grace of God. For the purpose of setting the stage for a move of God. Wake us up from sleep. Wake us up from confusion. Wake us up from backsliddenness. Let God's people stand up and fight. Stand up and seek the Lord afresh. As we step into what you want for us to do this night. Thank you, Father, for new moves of God. Thank you for new stirrings. Talk to God a moment. Tell him you are still strong. Tell him, Lord, I'm still wanting to be used. Lord, I, I still want to serve you. Lord, I still want to worship you. Lord, I, still, I, I have things I can do for you. I am not tired. I am not depressed. I am not confused. I am ready to arise. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to sing. I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to clean. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to help people. I'm ready to strengthen the weak. I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. Yeah, take me beyond uh, premature exit, beyond mature exit. I want extended life that I may carry the ark of the Lord into my generation. Thank you, Jesus. Do you receive it, God's people? Clap your hands to him. He is worthy of praise. Amen.